technically welcome back to basement breaks <laughs> this is your host foster and i'm um, steven and this is our third time recording this now <laughs> this sucks man yeah, this is te- hard technology well it's all because we're using usb mics budget things yeah so we just need more subscribers and views and likes until we can i have to work up, my upgrade yeah. our hardware yeah. but we this is the third time we're recording this episode. Yeah, one was last night. We recorded the full episode, start to finish. 42 minutes. 42 minutes, and I thought it was great. It was great. And unfortunately, at the end, I was very sad. But yeah, we have had very early on, our first episode was, I think it was episode one, mm-hmm. that the video failed. Yes, yep. And the audio worked. Yes. So when the audio works, we just uploaded the audio. Yep. But once you don't have audio recording, the iPhone recording is not on par. Yep. So you can't really have anything anyway. But this is a special weekend, so we're taking the extra time to get this one right because it's Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Vegas. Vegas. I figured out what that's from. It's from a movie in from 96, which was a great year. The year I was born. I was minus one. You were minus one. Uh, it's, I just forgot the name of it. Oh, jeez. Uh, Swingers. It's called Swingers. Swingers? It's a. Is it like a braided R or like a PG-13? Mm, it's like a cult classic. So. A cult? Cult classic. You've never heard of that genre of movie? So like, like a the religion. Big, the Big Lebowski is like a cult classic. It's Polish. It's, Yeah. It's uh, anyway, it's a movie where like two guys go to Vegas and get like go down a rabbit hole, you know. Sounds like something Haas is going to do this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> In any event, In we any have the event. Las Vegas Grand Prix this weekend. Uh, I think in this episode, we're going to get into some history, um, some things about the track, yep. um, weather, predictions, all that stuff. But I want to start out with a little bit of F1 news because, you you, you know, you make lemon out of or lemonade out of lemons. Yes, right? you, you Life gives you lemon, yep. you get lemonade. Yep. Um, so two pieces of, of news came out between the initial trying to record and mm-hmm. now trying our third time to record. So maybe this will get posted. Maybe it won't. So yeah. maybe I'm talking to myself right now and you. We're doing and, good so far. Yes, that's true. Sound is working. Yep. But um, the first one is that, uh, so Hoonigan is, is popular in car culture um, in the United States. Foster's wearing a Hoonigan sweatshirt. Wearing my Hoonigan hoodie. Which I don't think was intentional, even though I told you about this news earlier. I um, was wearing this before this news the last time we tried to record this episode. So it was completely unintentional. That's true. That's true. But and it's also fun. funny because I was wearing this yesterday when we tried to record the episode as well. And Leah Block, daughter of the late, great Ken Block, has just signed with Williams for Formula Academy. For 2024. 2024. So she's going to be racing against the likes of uh, Bianca Bustam- Bustamante, yep. um, who also just got announced for McLaren. Um, oh, man. I forget the driver for Aston Martin. I'm sorry about that. I should definitely... Uh, Taylor Hawkins? Yes, that's it, yeah. 
Jessica Hawkins. Or Jessica Hawkins, yes. Taylor yes. Hawkins is the Foo Fighters drummer. I always get them mixed up. Okay, so now we know we have a reference for that yes. as well. So we know three drivers. Which and is there's really also exciting. the winner of the championship for 2023, but I don't remember her name. I, do they let you compete a second year? Or is it like Formula 2 where when you win, you're out kind of thing? I want to say it's a continuous thing because okay. then that would kind of... It's already a shortened uh, playing... You're You're pulling less opportunity like from less drivers that's true so i don't think i think it would be too limiting to like stop them from competing yeah once you win yep um so i believe at least currently with the the pool of drivers that they have Mm -hmm. there wouldn't be enough if they limited the winner every time yeah but leah block i mean so you you know a bit about (laughs) Yeah. Um, some of the drives that she's done. So isn't there uh, a very difficult um, uphill race that she recently competed in, or did she just do the circuit herself? Or So the most recent news um, that I think most people would have seen if they saw news about her, um, she did a commemorative run in the Huna Pegasus, which is a crazy... You definitely need to watch a video on that car because that car itself is insane, just like all of the other Hoonigan Ken Block projects that they've created, mm-hmm. um, like the Huna truck and the Hoonicorn and a bunch of the Gymkhana cars uh, are all pretty legendary in the world of motorsport and creating cars. Anyway, uh, last year... They worked on this car that was essentially for the um, hill climb in Colorado called Pikes Peak. Yes. Which is a basically the largest, one of the largest hill climb events in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a crazy elevation difference from start to finish, but it's essentially like a time trial where you're running a car from the bottom of a mountain to the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And the main challenge behind that event is that you have to create a car that can work in low elevation Mm -hmm. where there's lots of oxygen. And then as you climb, it has to be able to cater to the lack of air. Mm. The the way that a car works is fuel and air. So the way that they have to create these cars is that they work across lots of different amounts of air in Two minutes. Mm-hmm. They're moving over a thousand feet in elevation, I mm-hmm. believe. Um, anyway, Leah Block between last year where it didn't get to be run and this year, Ken Block unfortunately passed away in a snowmobile accident, which was super sad. Yeah. Um, but his daughter has been driving, I think, since she was like eight or something like that, mm-hmm. because, you know, her dad is a legend. Yes. Um and it's super cool that she's into motorsport mm-hmm. and is still into motorsport, mm-hmm. even though her dad passed away doing something motor related. She's carrying a legacy right now yeah. and, it's, and, and signing with Formula Academy, which is, you know, newer, but, you know, the premiere of, of oh, yeah. you know, women's motorsports as a whole For right sure. now. Um, she's going to get much opportunity after. She's only 17. She's young. Yeah, I thought she was 16, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she had a birthday? Yeah. I thought that she was 16 more recently. But anyway, um, 
So she did essentially like a commemorative run in the car that they were building. Um, that was a big caveat or tangent, but um, that was like a super cool thing because that was what her dad was going to do. And mm -hmm. her dad loved doing the Pikes Peak hill climb. And they built that car essentially just for him and to get him a bunch of records and everything. Um, but yes, Leah Block signed to Williams. Surprising to me. But yeah, it came out of nowhere. I already, I already knew that she was like top level, especially in compared to like women specifically. Yeah. She was already like top of motorsports across like multiple different divisions. Mm -hmm. She's like a really talented young female driver. Yeah, that's really exciting. So, so um, yeah. secondary piece of news I have here for you. Yes. Um, it was recently announced from Andretti Motorsports um, and GM, I guess, as a whole, um, that their plan is by 2028 to be engine manufacturers. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to have an American-made engine possibly mm. as soon as 2028, which I think is halfway through the new cycle of cars. That would be year two or year, year the start of year three. Yeah. So the second half of the new year cycle starting in 2020. Uh, six, yeah. five, six. So four years and, and three months to develop a new power unit, which is, you know, that, that's obviously very exciting. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what their end game is here by announcing that. Um, I think it was kind of assumed that, you know, you, you announced Cadillac GM that they probably would produce their own. Yeah. Um, but maybe they're trying to kind of get some money from, you know, prospective teams or, or teams, you know, four and a half years down the line. I don't know if Williams would be looking for another engine I don't know if um, the McLarens of the world, you know, the Aston Martins of the world, the Haases of the world. Um, so that could offer for, you know, some interesting stuff in a couple of years um, and getting more American power into the sport just kind of propels. Yeah, yeah, involvement. That's a better way to put it. Um, kind of just propels it in, you know, at least we have more to root for here. So prospective yeah. fans have something to identify with. Yeah, I also essentially assumed that they would be running their own, their own motor. Yeah. Just with the... Money. Yeah, money and everything that they have set up for themselves. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting to think about what teams would want to use that same platform mm -hmm. on the current grid. And, I mean, we're still years away, so, you know, half the grid could change between now and then. That's but, very true. Um, yeah. That's that's an interesting piece of news. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I just saw that on my lunch break today. Um, nice. But I think maybe we draw it back towards the focus of this weekend. Yeah, a little little tangents there on some news. But yeah. that, we'll be getting into a lot of news, uh, you know, in the off season too. So mm -hmm. that'll definitely be a part of the podcast. So it's Vegas time, baby. Vegas. Vegas. It is time for Vegas. Yes. But this is not our first time in Vegas in the F1 sphere. That is true. That is true. And I didn't know that before knowing that Vegas was announced for this year before watching this year. Yes. I thought that this was the first time ever the F1 was in Vegas. It's the semi-inaugural Las Vegas Grand Prix. Semi-inaugural. Because this is the first nomenclature-wise, the first Las Vegas Grand Prix. That's a big word. Nomenclature? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I used it like three times today, actually. Um, so nice. thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Someone called it out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> in any event, um, before it was the Caesars Palace Grand Prix. 
It was. Ran in 1981 and 1982. Um, I, have I some think f- you have some history for us. I have some similar to track facts, but not this track. Old-timey track Old, facts. The location facts. That's essentially what it is. Of Las Vegas? It's, it's, it's F1 in Vegas before this year's F1 Vegas. Yes. So it's... it's Just get into it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. So the F1 calendar in 1980 yes. ended with Watkins Glen, which we have both recently played. I'm really good at that track. On Forza Motorsport. I'm really good at that and track. And I've kind of learned that track because that's not on our F1 games that we've been running on the sim, mm-hmm. but we've been able to explore that on non-F1 motorsport games recently. Mm-hmm. Cool track. Anyway, that was the finale for the 1980 F1 season. Mm-hmm. In 1971, Watkins Glen was rebuilt. In order to, you know, to resurfaced, built up to hold more people, all sorts of things. In 1980, it was still being paid off over nine years <laughs> and it was still being paid off. Very nice. So, even though Watkins Glen was a very popular track and a, so popular that it was a finale for the F1 calendar, for 1981, Watkins Glen you know, admins essentially needed to bail on it being an F1 track because they couldn't afford it based on higher demands in sanction fees from Formula One to Mm -hmm. be a track Mm -hmm. and still being, you know, in debt essentially to rebuilding the track. Mm -hmm. So that is sort of the snowball that started the exploration across the United States to find a new United States Grand Prix. So they looked at New York, Detroit, Phoenix, and Dallas. I believe they explored Dallas and it wasn't. Oh, it's the 80s. Okay. Oh, this is the 80s. Yeah, yes. I'm thinking of like, I mean, these cities are not great places. Oh, no, now not recently. Kinda, yeah, yeah makes I sense. mean, like, I don't think anyone lives in Phoenix or Detroit anymore. Yeah, it would have, yeah. It, New York and Detroit would have been interesting as far as F1. Yeah, I don't like New York's too dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Too many rats. Anyway, um, they looked around at other ones. I think that they explored Dallas at some point. I don't know a whole lot about that history-wise. But they essentially landed on coming to Vegas, and Vegas was like, this sounds great. We love money. You have money. You give us money, we give you money. So (laughs) Vegas in F1 happened for the first year in 1981. And this was the Caesars Palace Grand Prix, which only took, because it's a parking lot track and not as involved as this year. And shaped like the monster. And shaped like Monster Emblem and the Road America logo, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is bad to compare the two because the one is garbage and the one is a great circuit in the United States. Anyway, so the Caesars Palace Grand Prix track, the parking lot track, mm-hmm. was built in only five weeks and only cost $3.5 million, which 
I plugged into a calculator in today's money, and that would only be $12.4 million. So You have drivers getting that every year? Yeah. For comparison, the budget for this year, 2023 Formula One Vegas, was $400 million, and they've already exceeded the budget. By $35 million. Max Verstappen's salary, according to this random article that I just Googled, is $55 million a year. Which is more than four times Whatever what that it costs, costs in modern time park, money. Yeah, yeah, in parking lot track. Um, so just like little interesting facts. Mm-hmm. Um, for, where are we going? So that was an interesting track compared to this track because for the 1981 Grand Prix that was an anti-clockwise facing track Mm -hmm. which I guess for that calendar for that year was different than a lot I guess a lot of other tracks were clockwise so they explained that drivers necks weren't really prepared for that much turning oh interesting on the left side yeah different times i guess the right side yeah now they do both yeah it's a lot i think it's a lot more divided now but i Mm -hmm. guess at that time it was um very physical for Mm -hmm. that reason and very opposite to what we're going to be dealing with with the 2023 vegas gp Mm -hmm. is hot temperatures not cold temperatures Mm -hmm. because they ran it in the afternoon in the Mm -hmm. desert yeah in a parking lot and it was really hot. Yeah. So yeah. there were drivers that were like bailing similar to uh, Qatar. Mm-hmm. Not Qatar. Um, what was the most recent one? Oh, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like just based on, you know, heat and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, do I have anything else on that? Um, Nelson PK was the world champion in 81. And Kiki Rosberg, who is Nico's dad. Uh, sorry, not Nico's dad. Um, yeah, Nico, Nico Rosberg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. His dad won in eighty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the current F one Vegas GP for twenty twenty-three, uh, when they purchased the land in order to build their, you know, F one track in the city and not in the parking lot, mm-hmm. uh, the pit building that they were able to build is three football fields long. Are you talking about this year's? This year. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, okay. We're okay. on to the, comparing to this year. Okay. So the pit building essentially is the base floors, all the garages mm-hmm. for the, the teams, obviously to race on. Uh, it's three football fields long, which is for our non uh, American fans is 330 meters. Mm-hmm. And the whole base level is garages. And then the entire next three uh, stories is the paddock club. Mm -hmm. And it's 300,000 square feet of paddock club Mm -hmm. and can hold 8,000 guests. Sounds about right. There's a lot of of money going into it. A lot of money going into it. Yeah. So I guess if if we're talking about um, now 2023. Yep, an semi-inaugural Vegas Grand Prix. Um, so I guess we should probably go over the track a little bit here too. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
this track is obviously unique. Um, it's going to be the first new street circuit uh, since Baku, um, Azerbaijan, which I think was relatively around 2016. Um, this track's going to have 27, or not 27, uh, 17 turns. You know, city-wise, it's going to be very, very flat. Um, very, very long straights. Um, I want to say it's like 3.4-ish miles um, in comparison to the old uh, Caesars Palace Grand Prix, which is about 2.2-ish, uh, give or take. Um, but this one is going to have very, very long straights and a very, very cold night um, where it's very crucial to <laughs> warm up your tires, um, especially <laughs> after a long straight if you go into a tight corner. Um, if your tires aren't up to temperature, you're going to be going right into that wall head first. Um, also, this being a newer track, you know, looking at some of the videos of it being uh, produced, there wasn't much runoff area um, on the track overall. Um I think practicing is going to be crucial for every single team, not only to gather data, but gather how can we get as much temperature into our tires as quickly as we can mm -hmm. in one lap. Because um, we talked about it before, but um, one thing that both of us kind of have an idea of for this track is, okay, everyone's talking about temperature, somewhere between 5 and 10 degrees Celsius, which if you're talking Fahrenheit is, you know, 38 to, you know, 47 without doing too much math yeah, in my head 30s, right 40s. there. Yeah, 30s, 40s. Which is cold. Very cold. Very cold. Much colder than any race that has been done this year. Um, and the track temperature definitely doesn't help when it's new, newly laid tarmac as well. Yep. There's zero rubber on it's it. Fresh. It's very fresh. Um, so, you know, whether they figure it out in practice or not, I think this qualifying session could possibly be one of the most interesting qualifying sessions that we've seen this year. And we both watched Monaco together, which was a, quite honestly, it could be made into a movie itself. Yeah. Um, that qualifying was so insane. But, you know, in terms of possible destruction, I think this qualifying could offer some very interesting stuff. You know, it's, it's highly unfortunate that the qualifying starts at 3 a.m. if you live where we live. Um, so I'll probably need to drink a couple Red Bulls. <laughs> give him that drink a couple of red bulls um but yeah we're in for an interesting weekend here um i don't know if you have anything else on the track maybe we have to theorize what they're going to be playing on that big ball in the middle of <laughs> what is it turn eight nine or seven eight nine where the big sphere yeah. is located now the sphere is definitely going to be hope i hope that they integrate it well mm-hmm uh, I think that they have a lot of opportunity to put cool stuff on it mm -hmm. that I don't know how much they can be interactive with, you know, everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but we even talked about uh, when we were watching the announcement more recently of Vegas, which I had never seen because I wasn't a fan at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, last March, I think it was. Um, or whenever it was last year, April. Um, the idea of having cars have underglow and then being able to change the underglow when there's things like DRS or like a red flag, it's asking or like for yellow a lot. flag. It's a lot, but it but would it be would so be cool. super cool if you saw someone's wing come down, yeah, and then their underglow turned to bright green and like have animations and a race stuff. like that and a race like Jetta 
are yeah. two races that that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Where it's, you know, very, very high speeds. All right, race. Someone gets DRS, their underglow goes from, you know, if you're Ferrari and you have red underglow or yellow underglow, all of a sudden it turns to, you know, freaking green or something like light lime green with little yeah. white streaks going down the sides that kind of move their way down. Yeah. Um, just so the fans on TV can get a little extra, little extra juice from the race. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously... We've seen so much from like helicopter and like drone views mm-hmm. of tracks mm-hmm. that they're going to be, it's going to be like in the shot and a focal point of a lot of camera action during the weekend. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, interested in seeing how they're going to execute having that at their fingertips mm-hmm. and having so much, op- literally endless opportunity. We've already seen so much cool stuff from the inside of this year, mm-hmm. from concerts and a bunch of different things. Yeah, U2 was there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, the... And Coldplay, too, I think. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that those are two that have been there. But just seeing, like, what is possible with technology like that mm-hmm. and, like, a screen that big, uh, I just think there's, you know, a ton of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it should be cool. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, I was talking to one of my coworkers about this, and he thought it would be interesting if they play like overtake replays, and then it's a slow corner there. So you have, I don't know, Max like taking a corner, looking at the sphere, and like, <laughs> oh, good job, Checo, and continuing yeah. on his merry way. You know, um. <laughs> it's gonna be like the Max Verstappen podcast at the end, except. If there's like a yellow flag, the drivers are just going to be watching the screen <laughs> as, as they, they as they drive by slowly. <laughs> oh man! Like, oh shit, that happened! Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, without getting into our predictions too early, we do have a, vi- a big party to plan for this weekend, which uh, I think in the last try for the podcast last we attempt. talked about. We tried. We tried talking about this early. Yep. Um, but we're pretty excited about this. Where you know some of our friends are slowly getting to Formula One, mm-hmm. and some still have no idea anything about it, which is perfectly fine. You know, it's it's a sport that you know is is growing quickly in the U.S. But yeah, this is a huge spectacle that you know if you're not a fan, it would still be worthwhile watching. Yeah. Um, because ultimately, this is the first time that something to this scale has been done. Um, in Las Vegas, I think. Yeah. Um, without building a new stadium or something like that. Yeah, and for me as a new fan, and I think for a lot of fans that have been around since 21 and the Drive to Survive era, mm-hmm. this is a pretty big moment in F1 mm-hmm. over the last two, three years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're gonna have somewhere in the ballpark of 10 to 25. It's gonna be probably at least 15 people, but. Yeah. Um, somewhere between that and we'll say 50. which is a lot yeah it's a lot of people and you know we've been preparing for it making sure the sim works making sure the VR works if people want to use a sim sim good food yep we're gonna start before the race because for us the race starts at 1am yep I don't think everyone's gonna stay which is fine yeah we're gonna get multi-viewers set up so people that do stay have something really interesting to look at to reward them for staying up that yeah. late oh. got a bunch of black lights and oh, yeah. fun lights for the basement setup. Yep, yep our studio is going to be temporarily torn apart so that it doesn't break and also we're going to use the space for other things but i just hope i wake up sunday before like noon 
if it starts at one, you know, maybe it takes two hours. Dude, if there's three red flags, it's an extra hour and a half. I'm my cutoff is like five thirty in the morning. Where if it goes past like four and a half, I mean they can't. There's no way with the traffic that they have to let go. Like there's there's no way they can keep it up that long. Are you just gonna like cancel it after like five thirty in the morning? Three red flags. Like what do you? Oh, like, I don't know. How, what's the? Well, they would I guess we'll have it. to see. Yeah, th- there's a certain point they, they would, would cancel just the stop race. It. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like spa when it rained like crazy. Yeah, last two years, and there wasn't like it basically wasn't raceable. Yeah, yeah. I guess this was like three years ago now. Um, but yeah, so they just like shut it down because there's the, like I think they were following the safety car for too long, and there is like a limited Limit. amount of time. Yeah. And once they hit that time, it's done. Like they can't go past it. Yeah, and they can't go like into the whole next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure being in Vegas, it's much stricter than that. Yeah. Um compared to other tracks where they might have some more leeway. Yeah, cuz um I don't know, remember when we went to that NASCAR race, it got rained out. Yeah. They did it the next day. Formula 1 can't do that. Yeah. So That's true. Um Yeah. So you, even if it's wild, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. Like, whether it goes smoothly, it's going to be good. Or if it's wild, it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, unless something catastrophic happens. Knock on wood. um, Unless something catastrophic happens, this is going to be a pretty fun weekend. I think for even even the fans that are hating on it right now, if it's, like, decent, you can't not look at that and understand the tremendous amount of work that goes into something like that for the Mm -hmm. first year. Yeah. and and that goes for every single track, every single person that works at every single track. But um, this is our oh, I guess I saw Miami for this first time, but I didn't really appreciate it much then. Yeah, because um, that's in a in a car park, <laughs> parking lot for Americans. Yeah, even I mean that was my first time, and I even like this whole second half of the season. I feel like I just need to rewatch because now I sort of know what I'm looking for, know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. But yeah, it's all. I mean, any fan that is new and doesn't understand certain concepts are, is always going to look back and say, oh, I wish I knew and appreciated that back then. But mm-hmm. just part of the evolution of being a fan. Oh, so. yeah. In any event, so we already shared some predictions in our first attempt to record this, but I think mine have changed since yesterday. Okay, that's uh, fair. So I will go first. Okay. And I think that Charles... Leclerc wins the Las Vegas Grand Prix. Damn. My basis on that <laughs> is curious, really. All right. Um, I you know, my, my only basis on this is that this is a new track and very trying conditions. I think, yes, he's the kind of person that overdrives a car rather than, you know, keeps keeping it within the white lines. Yep. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I have no idea why. You know, <laughs> I'll put Lando second, and I'll put Max third. So that's my new podium: Charles, Lando, Max. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, we did uh, mention this in the last attempt, or I mentioned this, but I've heard that track conditions, not temperature, but track layout, similar to Monza, which is where we saw Ferrari do pretty well. Mm-hmm. So. I can see that being true as well. Uh, I think in my previous podium, I had Leclerc on my podium. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably go uh, basically the same that I said before. I think that 
Max is going to win, is just going to be dominant on the straights uh, as long as the Red Bull figures out how to manage the lack of traction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'll say uh, Lando P2, which happy belated birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Lando. Yeah. He's 24. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Leclerc podium, third place. All right. Um, yeah. I think this race, I'm not just saying this because I'm wearing the jersey. Mm-hmm. This race is extremely important for Williams because um, I forget which race it was. I guess it was Singapore. I saw this tweet uh, earlier um, or X post earlier. Sorry. Um, that in Singapore, um, because AlphaTauri like, isn't really its own standalone team, yep. um, they copied the exact Red Bull uh, rear chassis system or something like that. Yeah. Some Something in the back of, of, of the Red Bull car. Um, which, you know, from a fan standpoint, I think that's like BS, um, that they're able to do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Alpha, yeah. sorry. If you don't have the engineers to do that, then sell the team. Yeah. Um, but it, I think Williams really needs to perform very well in this race just because they have that straight line speed edge on every, every other car still. Yeah. Um, and just, just throw it in the turns. <laughs> Logan Sargent, just throw it in there and make up some seconds on the straights. I don't know. Just, just stay away from Alpha Tori because... I don't want to say I'm rooting against AlphaTauri because that's the wrong thing to say, but I'm actively not rooting for them just based off of learning that little tidbit of fact because, you know, you play musical chairs with your drivers. You play, oh, our car is not good enough. Red Bull, can you bail us out with your car? And all of a sudden, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not rooting for them anymore. I'm sorry. Um, and, and maybe that's a little toxic, but, you know, I, every other team does it themselves. Why does AlphaTauri get the bailout from Red Bull Racing just because they're number one or because they're incapable of doing it themselves? And, you know, maybe that's a hot take. I'm sorry. No, I I remember watching... Uh, it was, I guess, Mexico practice mm-hmm. was when... Uh, or that Mexico race is when Haas was releasing the full new concept uh austin was it coda it was it was coda yeah huh anyway their home grand prix the i like i don't know how much was um like confirmed but essentially the commentators were talking about the haas concept being based on certain aspects of ferrari and certain aspects of red bull mm-hmm. uh which i think makes sense because you're basing on competitive cars that are doing well Mm -hmm. but it was kind of weird to me that they essentially like have the power unit of one of those cars Mm -hmm. and i wonder how much there is with like sharing information i would imagine between haas and ferrari compared to red bull and alfatori it's nothing um because red bull and alfatori share drivers um yeah haas and ferrari i mean okay you might put like a junior driver on a haas team because you supply him the engine or something like that yeah but ultimately that haas car compared to a ferrari is completely different yeah um that's pretty separate other than it just having the same power unit yeah which i think is kind of similar to mclaren and mercedes like yes. like I, f- I don't ever remember and like feel like mclaren is like a sister team 
to Mercedes. No, Mercedes went zero have, side pod, and McLaren and, yeah. and Aston Martin were like, you guys are dumb. We're, we're going to go fast. You yeah, know? like that connection surprises me how separate it can be, mm-hmm. even though you're literally supplying another team yeah. with, the, you, you know, something that you hope that they... You or they're hoping to then use well and effectively, mm-hmm. potentially even better than the teams applying it. Yeah, which you know is a whole other dynamic of it. But it's just interesting how it can be so assistive, but then separate. Mm-hmm. But then in that instance, it's like if you're just copying, yeah. like that's not. I don't think that's right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot. I, that's the first time that I've heard it. Mm-hmm. You bring it up, but um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, I do agree that Williams kind of has like a... Put up or shut up. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are expecting them to do really well. Yeah. I just get scared about the <laughs> the corners. I'm not worried about the straights. Yeah. I'm just worried about the corners. Yeah, yeah. And like not pushing too hard. Like, knowing your limits, I guess. Yeah. And one of the two Williams drivers knows limits way better than the other one. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's it's obvious Logan can have pace in him. Yeah. But he's a rookie. But everyone's a rookie on this track. Yeah. I mean, I'm worried about Piastri. Yeah. Like, I don't think Piastri's going to do particularly well. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I talked about this in another recording attempt. But yeah. I think in general, the people that are not... Not to generalize across the board, but I feel like this track and environment and weather and everything being a new track for everyone, I think the drivers with more experience are going to do better overall because they're going to be able to handle everything that's getting thrown at them a little bit better over someone that has less experience. I'm going to close my thoughts with two statements. Logan Sargent more than doubles his points this weekend. (laughs) So, so at least P9. I was going to say. <laughs> the other one. It, it, you said at least doubles? At least doubles. So more than one point. More than one point. So he can get P10 in the fastest lap, and that's the same thing. Just saying. Mm, Just saying. So P10, fastest lap, or P9. Yeah, or P8, or, you know, okay. or we're basically, getting up there. Basically points. Yes. Um, The other one, he's it's not less gonna, of a prediction. He's not going to get fastest lap. You never know. Yeah. At the end of the I, race, you slap no, on some softs. Right. You never know. You're right. You're right. Um, especially if there's ten cars crashed <laughs> behind them. Just, when there's only right, four Logan, cars put on left, some sauce, man. Let's if go. If there's four cars left and Logan's the fourth car and he throws on sauce and a Williams, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> but um, my other one is, and I've mentioned this possibly in another podcast, and I mentioned it yesterday. I'll mention it again. <laughs> if Alex Albon gets a podium, oh yeah, I am dying my hair. I don't know if I'm going to bleach it or just what, but if he gets a podium, I'm dying my hair. So either get, get a podium and make me look foolish or don't get a podium and this never happened. But this is only for this race. So so that's yes. that's for podium, you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first through third. Yeah. He can get fourth. Yeah. Still really great. Yes. Got it. And also that's cut off after this race. I don't care about Abu Dhabi. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> as far as this bet. Oh, that's Next year, bet. I'll analyze the car. And if it's really good, I'll say a win. But you know, we'll get yeah. there when we get Plus there. Plus, we'll have like, we'll know how the track runs. That's true. Yeah. How the weekend feels. That's true. Because it is very similar time. It's one race earlier next year, I think. Oh, they put Qatar after. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so similar time of year, so it should be similar weather mm-hmm. and everything. So we'll have a better idea, similar to, I guess, Miami this year, even though you know, we didn't have that prior watching and experience. But yeah. Should be a good weekend, I think. Exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Very exciting. So um, as always, um, thank you so much for watching. Uh, basement breaks episode 11 um feel free to check us out on uh twitter on tiktok on instagram on youtube on spotify on apple podcasts did i hit everything that time yeah i think that's six of them or the website that i haven't updated in a little bit i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i'll work on it tonight i guess in progress in progress well i hope that everyone enjoys their uh f1 vegas semi-inaugural las vegas semi-inaugural weekend and uh we will catch you guys for a post las vegas gp review if i wake up sometime next week i'm not setting a date i'm setting sometime next week (laughs) and i might have ibuprofen sitting here instead of not water (laughs) (laughs) but anyway have a good one See you in the next one. Vegas, baby. Bye.